Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't like blood and guts. But I love them when they're lengthily discussed. Happy birthday oh to you. Oh Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Oh uh, Happy birthday, dear Polly. Oh, good golly. Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you, buddy. You're so gracious to come over and record our episode on Final Destination 5 on your birthday. Hey, uh, uh, I, I truly, I can't think of, this is like a really great way to spend my birthday, honestly. I'd do like, the same I, thing. Talking about horror movies with yeah. a buddy, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least it wasn't last Final Destination. That is true. That would have been a rough little clip. Thank goodness for these filmmakers for making a better product. Yeah. Uh, than the other people who made the other one. Yeah. yeah. How are you? How's your birthday? Uh, good, good. Um, well, you know, I I feel like my cheeks are blushing. I don't know if you can tell, but they're <laughs> blushing mainly because um, I'm realizing this as I sit here, Matt. This yeah. feels a little like um, uh, um, whatever my feelings about curtain calls Yes. That's kind of what's happening right now I with, gotcha. with, the, with, birth, with my birthday. Yeah. I, I'll shut up. I won't say another thing about it. <laughs> that sounds, because you know my vitriol. Except for a ca- happy birthday. No, no, no. I, that's the, the, the anger I feel about a curtain call is, a, is the expression yes. of how I feel upset. If you had to something. do a, a, a curtain call. Is that what you mean? Yes, it's, yeah. it's agitating the same sort of feeling gotcha. that I just need to get over. Uh, along with the other thing that um, has gone hand in hand with this great birthday, you know, you're just less than half a mile away from my therapist, uh, Matt. Yeah. So I'm coming in here for the real therapy. Did you? Could you even just tell how I was just like, well, I felt upset about this, <laughs> but then the, me being upset turned to 
anger. Uh, anger uh, leads to suffering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't tell you my therapist is Frank Oz <laughs> as Yoda. Oh, man. <gasps> I mean, people would pay. Like, Frank Oz could <sighs> buy 17 pools in his backyard oh, if he wanted incredible. to. incredible. Yeah. Wow. Well, happy birthday. Thank you, buddy. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's very, actually, you know, uh, uh, whatever I set aside, it's uh, so sweet of you to say and to start the podcast that way. That's It's actually really nice. I like it. Well, it's the final, final destination. Mm-hmm. Um, Fivel goes death. Fivel goes was, death. Yes. And, uh, um, oh, and just as long as we're talking about, uh, <laughs> to bring it back to my birthday after I, so, ah. no, uh, I just wanted to mention, I'm, as I said to you, uh, off mic, I'm getting to see, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Scream 6 tonight. That's right. Which means I got to get on that pretty soon so we can do a little episode about that. Just a bonus episode for the trustees. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, my, uh, yeah, my, uh, lovely wife, uh, Leslie is, uh, yeah. Treating me to Scream 6. She loves the Scream movies too. We waited so we could watch it together much like a a Mormon couple waiting to have sex after marriage. We, so you uh, guys are going to have sex in the theater? I don't understand. I don't yes, know. and we're going to convert to Mormonism right before <laughs> we go to the this, theater. Wow. That's how it works. All right, Sorry. you're selling me on Mormonism. But you mentioned this Patreon, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me tell you a little bit more. Yeah. You go to patreon.com. Dong.com? Patreon.com. <laughs> Don't not, go to that one. It's not what you think it's it is. It's something different. Uh, and uh, slash with Gorley and Rust, you get yourself some feature-length film commentaries, some hmm. mailbag episodes, hmm. some listicle episodes, which we've just started getting into big time. For instance, we just did top five film scores, mm-hmm. which means 10, really, because we're both bringing top five. That's right. 10 total. Coming up this month, top five part twos. Top five part twos. Of your horror franchises. That's all the first sequels of a franchise, or maybe hey, one that just ended right there. I guess that's Could possible be, yeah. too. Uh, one and done. How many horror movies have a just a two? Well, um, just first come to mind. Yeah, uh, Gremlins two. Right. Trying to think of any other uh, mannequin. Mannequin two. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> the yeah. premise is pretty horrifying. I work at a, Could be, uh, yeah. a, a department store, and at night, one of the mannequins come along. Come along. Could be. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna close out the Final Destination franchise this episode. But I think, like we talked about before, these these uh, Final Destination films, though very fun, they don't bring a lot new to the table each episode. So for a little filler on this episode at the end, I think maybe we could quickly rank our final destinations. Yes. But then we're going to go through and announce our next season picks for the grab bag, Ooh. which up until the point my mouth is saying this, I still can't decide. Yeah. I, and you know, there's, there's, there's going to be like those, um, from what I'm told that happens at draft picks. <sighs> Uh, or something, uh, you know. You, you, hey, you might choose one that I wanted, but now I that means so. I have the space to be able to. I hope so, but I, I don't know. I'm actually going for some left field f- turns, left yeah. fielders, left turns, right field, left turns, out of left fields. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but left of center. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I mean, so I got a couple the, of crowd on the razor's edge of that. I just don't know that we're going to have... I guess there's maybe two 
possible overlaps, but I think they're long shots. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we don't overlap. Now, are we doing a veto? Like each one of us, if we want, can exercise a veto. I think that does make it exciting. Oh, Danny D. Danny D. We can do a Danny D or a Liberty Liberty D or, um, um, or a Corleone. Yeah. Yeah. I think a veto each if, if wanted to use, but not does not, not ob- obligatory. Yeah, although that could be interesting too. That we had mandatory to use veto. Wow, mandatory veto. <laughs> Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci, and Joe Pesci. A mandatory veto. He's been cloned, and he's been elected to the House of Representatives. You want me to be the superintendent of what building? Do you remember the super? I do. I never saw it, but that's one of my picks for next season. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm the super excited. Uh, oh, I almost can't wait to get to this. I just, I am so excited. I watched a bunch of trailers Ooh, before you got here. Well, that's always kind of fun. like, because actually, now that I say it, I haven't seen a single one of my choices. See, this is the thing, Matt. While I've been making my list of four, the whole time I'm just going, why can't I be a Gorley? Why can't, Why I, can't be I venture out and try new things and make the podcast about my experience watching a new thing and sharing about it instead of just being like, this is the thing I really like thinking and talking about with friends. No, this is why we, we do what we do, because we cover all our bases. And I get that completely. There's- yeah, but for you, uh, each of us to go zero or four on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe no no don't change on maybe me maybe like no. any relationship I could do with doing one new no and do three what cl- you already were gonna do that's the thing I'm learning after you know certain seasons of this podcast luckily very few and far between this podcast is never better when we're enjoying ourselves you yeah. know and I yeah. think that that's not us being selfish no that's true we covered child's play we did our due diligence <laughs> I'm just kidding. I use that as an example. No, I like the early example. ones, but then it got tedious. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Final Destination has been very repetitive. Um, yeah. Uh, if uh, so, you don't feel like it was necessarily tedious. It's more like Tony Tadius. Uh, <laughs> yeah, except for the ones that were missing. Tony Tadius were ironically more tedious. That's true. The less Tony Tadius made for more tedious. Yeah. I, I'm actually. Uh, um, really excited to talk about part five because love Tony Todd in it. Yeah. Got me so stoked. And uh, also, um, uh, you know, earlier when you said, hey, it's hard to find maybe new things uh, in, the, in the franchise, new things to talk about. There's a couple okay, of new things in Final it. Five like that I'm, I'm excited hearing. to talk about. Let's get into it. <laughs> but I agree with you. This is like, it's very hard, I think, for the filmmakers to be able to, Yeah. how do you reinvent that wheel? No. And <laughs> I thought this was an a, an admirable uh, installment. Yes. And even though I already knew about the, the twist ending, which bummed me out. I didn't. So you I didn't? Got the oh, joy. so even though I already knew about it, it was really satisfying. Yeah. How yeah. did you? Um... I believe a trustee spoiled oh, it. Oh, no. But not, they didn't spoil it. They it, would, it had come up in some podcast of ours long ago where, hey, has ever one circled back on the other or something like yeah. that? And someone very innocently said, 
and as you would, right? Yes, You'd go, yes. they answered the question. Yeah. Ah. And I just remembered it. And you know what? When I see a spoiler for something I'm not even planning to watch, it still logs in my brain and I want to get rid of it. And it always sits there going, it's like, don't think of Stay Puff Marshmallow, man. That's yeah. all I can remember. Yeah. I have a pretty good, uh, as in bad, short attention span. Oh, so, lucky. Uh, lucky. Uh, so I can, I've now taken comfort sometimes when I, particularly with a TV show, if I hear. But with TV shows, I kind of treat like almost like um, a magazine that's like at the, oh, yeah. in a waiting room. Yeah. You can pick it up. You don't have to subscribe to that magazine. You that's can just kind of flip through the pages. See, that I can't do. And Leslie's I wish I was more Succession. like Succession. Uh-huh. I hear that there's something going on. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? She she was like, do you want to know? And I'm like, give it to me. And I'm like, okay, now I know. Uh, I read that article in this magazine that I would read. Uh, see, I wish I was that way. I, I can be if I come in and Amanda's watching like Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Film me in. Right. Actually, don't even do that. Yeah, don't Vanderpump. Vander, <laughs> uh, uh, what, expun- uh, expel? Uh, <laughs> Gross. Pump, pump, pump. pump. I guess suck, pump it. You could suck. pump it out. Yeah. Just don't, don't pump it Vander in. suck. Don't Vander suck. Yeah. I see us uh, writing some headlines for Variety <laughs> or EW. Um, okay. So your general thoughts on, on Fievel's uh, uh, Fievel goes. Yeah. Well, what are your general thoughts? So this is your first time. This is my first time watching four and five was my first. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked it. I thought, it w- it had it was back to some decent deaths. I think by this point, I am so out on the character drama. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mean anything to me anymore because, mm-hmm. it, as we were talking about in an earlier episode, that these are a series of set pieces strung together mm-hmm. loosely with with kind of character melodrama. And in the first, maybe the second, possibly the third, mm-hmm. it was holding it together. This one was like just. Just like show me a series of Warner Brothers cartoons. Just get mm-hmm. me to the things. I didn't care about these characters. Not to say I didn't enjoy this movie. I had a good time with it. I liked the bridge sequence. Yeah. And I liked some of the deaths quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. To the characters thing, I hear uh, with, um, I think the franchise so far has peaked with character wise with part three in that yeah. you care enough about them, but they're all just slightly tweaked above normal or natural they're just a little cartoonish they're not like caricatures yeah but remember we were sort of like oh we like that the guy who owns the sun tanning beds is just kind of this really unique distinct character that was part three yeah. Yeah, then you're right. I am I think that so, is the Cuz it has that and then also has the a really great two leads that you care about yeah. and want them to like both get over their lo- grief of losing each of their partners by teaming up to figure this thing out. Like it's a great balance of true genuine I like these people, these characters, like hanging out with them and then the oh these are kind of funny. Uh, and then, oh, Johnny Cheeks from part three, who we love. Like, hey, oh, come see, on. This is horrible. I already... Remember he said... Oh, like, yes. <laughs> and he tries to kiss the girl at the funeral. Yeah. This franchise, more than any, has bled together in my mind. I can separate the beginning set pieces It's for easy because there's no distinct monster, so you can't even yeah. go like, oh, Jason looks different in this one. Or right. Right, right, right. But 
death, yeah. death breathes a little differently in this yeah. one. Yeah. Turns screws and gets electrical a uh, different. Yes. How, how do those screws turn differently? I don't but, know. Uh, I, I, so I do think there's a loss of that with the, they're less colorful mm-hmm. in part five, but the end where it was, um, uh, Three people who were all good-hearted, who were trying to genuinely like lick this thing, but it started out where one couple they were they were on the verge of breaking up. They actually broke up, mm-hmm. and this guy he's happy and, and in love. He loses the girl, and then at the end, right when they get back together and they're going to go off to Paris and be happy together, uh, this little. Uh, uh, you know, a heartbroken guy who's now lost his pers- lover, girlfriend. He wants to kill them too. Like, I did think like, oh, I do. This is at the NC when they're meeting at the restaurant and stuff. I did think, oh, they're, it's just like probably one of the oldest uh, types of dramatic trios uh, in drama. But I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm the actor, you know, I might not be fully like engrossed by, but I did like, there seemed to be a concentration on how the characters are relating that I did appreciate at the end of final five. That was better than just like, you know, the people at the race car track. Yeah, that's for sure. I was torn on that because yeah, it was nice to have a little bit of different and it kind of verged on yuppie nightmare territory a little bit with. Oh, well, that's the one... Go ahead. No, I, well, I, I like that. But at the same time, it also started to feel like this became an action movie. And I was missing... I didn't want death caused by another human. Although, I remember, I think an episode or two ago, I called for that. I said, oh, someone should try to either commit suicide mm. or kill another person. And so they, I don't know why it didn't feel as satisfying for me. Yes, that's so funny you said the uh, yuppie thing, because I wrote, I was like, as much as I like how this has been set up, the Rube Goldberg stuff kind of disappears in yeah. the last 20 minutes, which is like the best part of this, right. because yes, now it's ending very conventionally, which is like the couple trying to fend off the psycho and he kills somebody, but it's the agent. It's not, it's the federal agent. It's not the, like, I was like, man, I've really been here before. Why is a final destination movie doing this? And it made me think of consenting adults. I was like, when that guy was running around, I was like, this is kind of crazy. There's a gun and and this and that. Do you think Rube Goldberg would be happy that, his name is most often invoked these days for, for I saw at Final Destination. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It'd be awesome if he had like a subscription to Fangoria and stuff. Like he was that kid in school. He, he his wish was that they would be used for death. He just couldn't he didn't have the guts at the he time. He was too afraid that yeah. we know of. He could have done it secretly. It took these filmmakers to finally stick out their chin. <laughs> um uh yeah, and then uh Right. As far as other, I guess, like general thoughts, I did think along with what you're saying of sort of like it's um, maybe not packing the same punch. Yeah. Um, the Now, like I said with the last episode, I'm grateful for this because I don't want to get too shaken up, but the deaths 
uh, the effects are so digital now that I can disassociate enough that it's almost like um, video game violence. Like I, it started becoming that where I'm just like, Oh, this is like when I was a kid it's not I'm, this sounds pejorative but I was just like oh it's like a, when you're a kid and somebody's really good at a video game like Mortal Kombat they're showing you all the fucking like cool ways somebody can get their like spine pulled out I'm not like really grossed out I'm just kind of like and when they ended was awesome with that greatest hits during the end credits of all the oh, kills yeah, yeah. and they were kind of almost I think amping up some of the other ones to make them more did, oh, I don't know if they notice. really enhanced them but it was like in the back of my mind, I was like, how are they getting away with this? How did this whole movie get away with all these gore? And I did think, whether it's stated or not, there must be some trade-off of, oh, the digital effects make it look a little bit more cartoony yeah. and less lifelike, so you can have more guts per capita than you would if it was practical viscera. Yeah, but weren't their early movies mostly practical still? Yeah, but I don't think they were as gore-drenched either. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's been this kind of like, because that opening sequence did have a lot more crazy gore, but it also does, it has that, I don't know what the word for it. It's the the video, or, or... it has the, the best way of putting it is yeah. like it's the a theme park uh, stunt show. It's yeah. just like the way somebody can run perfectly to be able to be like, oh, yeah. and you're like not at any point really worried or attached. You're just admiring the technique right. in a fun way. And yeah. these ones were executed graphically so much better than the last movie too, Oof. even though they're very obviously digital. They were just they were just also way more interesting. I think mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, you could have a whole. Just episode about how what five did that made it better than four, you yeah. know? Because uh, that, yeah, that four was pretty bad. But yeah. um, no, uh, I would say, yeah, uh, I did enjoy it, and there, uh, but it, um, I wouldn't say the spark is gone. It's just like the the, the spark. We sometimes we use uh, you know, romance together. and dating as a yeah. as a way. Of our previous experiences before we were married. Yeah, it's just it sort of feels like if each movie is a date. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and that and the fifth date was the last one. You know by now. You're like, let's part as friends. Yes, the fifth date, the fourth one was where we really kind of found out. The longevity of this relationship. Well, we, we finally saw the true colors of or, or where our partner <laughs> where we could, could go. possibly yes, go. Yes, yes, yes. Like, oh, you have a dark, mean side, and yeah, you're yeah. pretty racist <laughs> <laughs> and cheap. You're pretty bad. Yeah, misanthropic. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then that this one is sort of like, but we did have good times, right? So yeah. let's just do a weekend in Catalina. Yeah, and then. We'll go our separate ways. Yeah, like, it does feel like actually we broke up after the fourth one, and 
And we, we like, well, let's give it one more shot. That's, and we kind of both know it ain't going to work. So let's just have a good time. I mean, that's what the end credits are. It's like a couple yeah. looking through their scrapbook of old photos of yeah. all their old dates and be like, oh, the time we went to the ice cream stand and that time. Uh, <laughs> now I want to reexamine. ballet lessons together. <laughs> I want to reexamine every franchise we've covered as a series of dates. I mean, it's if, if, hey. The human heart and behavior is what guides dating. You know they're going to guide filmmakers on a set, minute by minute, making choices. Well, why am I so attracted to Halloween if that was a series of dates? What a ride. Oh, my God. The Mm. fact that I'm in love with someone that has those Rob Zombies within them. And, uh, well, to to continue the the love, the, you know, comparison... It's because it touched you so deeply at, at a young age. You can't. It, it's it's a love that it, it, Michael Myers is the bad boy. You can't give up. That's true. I can't quit him. I uh, was uh, reading. You know, I love following my Halloween movies slash Halloween movies subreddit. Love watching my or, uh, following my slash Friday Thirteenth subreddit uh, or whatever slash I don't know what yeah. you're going. But uh, slash uh, is perfect. Halloween, yeah. Uh, I was reading it always reading Halloween six fans talk about their love. It reminds me of you, Uh, but also it just the affection that movie has is really sweet when it's shared because people are always like, not always. It's more like it has its faults, but when it goes there, it really goes there. And, and they were just like, it's Michael probably at his most like, vicious kind of like beast like yeah like, and yeah. oddly his most vulnerable too yeah this is look, and and I, last pleasance i know and the final yeah. pleasance i mean you don't have to sell me this is what i've been saying for years the final it's a masterpiece <laughs> michael it's a masterpiece <laughs> i've been blinded with science you don't know lonnie it's a masterpiece have you thought it was weird the maybe we talked about this before the song she blinded me with science has the little like she blinded me with, with science, science. Yeah. yeah and then it's like weird science oh yeah it's like jesus guys come on yeah because also there was <laughs> cool like, it already I, I agree there was a i think it's just we've talked about it on this podcast before that science cold right. war nuclear like you just get a lot of nuclear imagery yes. in your pop songs and science and stuff yeah yeah future so bright i gotta wear shades and oh yeah Sunglasses at night. Yeah, God, people. It's as if shades didn't exist before 1983. I'm not so sure they did. And then I watched Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, and Dracula's wearing purple sunglasses. Oh, I love those. That was on my short list for these movies. Slash. Hey, it's on my short list. Oh shit. Hey, it's okay. (laughs) I do love that movie. Um, The. the the teacher I think I told you this that told us consenting adults second shout out uh, consenting adults starts off slow but after a while it kicks in and gets in good which yeah. when I saw it twenty years later I was like that's the different experience I had it's the first <laughs> half hour is great and then it starts going really crazy uh, she was also the one who um, said she had some sons who were the same age in the same class, but different schools as my older sister. 
uh, Amy. So uh-huh. she was going to see Dracula in the theater, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It was the talk of a couple weeks at oh, our yeah. honor school. Uh, I saw it Whose older too. siblings got to see it in the yeah, theater? You, was, so you saw it? I was in college, yeah. God, that must have been it. Cool. Yeah, in fact, I saw it at like a big theater in Westwood. Because there had been a long stretch of no horror movies. And then for and a no stylish yeah. Francis Ford Coppola horror movie to come out would be really cool. So you yeah. saw it at the, like the Westwood Village uh, Theater? I think so. But you know, it was a bit lost on us because we didn't understand that it was a throwback to in-camera effects and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it seemed... Uh, and it's my own naivete. I've since grown to love this movie. Mm-hmm. But with the Keanu Reeves acting and then the strange time warping and effects it seemed unintentionally bad mm-hmm. but that was just sorry there's a vacuum a chainsaw and a jackhammer going off in three different places which one's michael times. which oh! one's freddy which one's jason oh, well chainsaw god it's not leatherface jackhammer's jason right well, Chainsaw is for me, Jason, because Ginny, she pulls one out at the end of Friday 13th. Part two. Go get out of here, Jason, she says, with the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a tough one. Michael, I think, is the vacuum cleaner because he's just domesticity. Sucking up dogs. <laughs> yeah, dog fur, yeah. dogs, period. Okay, yeah. Then and Freddy's the jackhammer? Yeah, Okay. because of the tools of the blades. Okay. Perfect qualified we did it uh uh wait what were we uh, uh oh what were we saying oh dracula just oh, that oh it, so it the teacher the teacher who was like yeah okay uh, 11 year olds give uh consenting adults a half hour <laughs> you'll really like it look i'm not saying 11 year olds you have to watch the whole thing i'm just saying <laughs> give it a chance give it a half hour tonight if you don't like it, come back tomorrow. Tell me. We'll talk about it. If you watch the first 45 minutes and you're not sucked in, then stop. But yeah. you'll be sucked in. So yeah. uh, She was also the one. And I loved her. She's a great teacher. Uh, this is not, but she, uh, you just, when you're a kid, you're so starved for grown-ups yeah. talking about movies. You just absorb, remember anything they're like giving out to you, especially in a boring place like school. Yeah. So she said, um, my... I hear a lot of people are seeing this Bram Stoker's Dracula movie. My son saw it. Sons, plural. My sons have seen it. Yeah. Um, I've read about it. I heard about it. And it was like, then the spiel became, it's, there's a lot of Satan stuff in it. There's a lot of devil stuff. Steer clear of this movie. Well, of if you get an opportunity, is. don't watch it because the devil, you know, blah, oh blah, blah, devil God. talk, devil talk. And so... She asked... Wait, this is the same person pushing consenting adults? Yes, this is this what's so weird. I mean, this is wild. The person's... That's way more harmful to watch. Uh, tell me. I mean, this is the dissonance that I grew up with my whole wow. life. It's like parents who are totally fine with their kids watching Friends, but not The Simpsons. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah, Christians. Hey, as long as it's gorgeous people making jokes about being randy with each other, I'd rather have that than whatever kind of scary, subversive things that's going on in right. Simpsons Land. And don't watch Harry Potter, even though it's like really the children are all really like wholesome people. Good yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, she said. Uh, so 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 when she said that about Dracula, I raised my hand and I was like. 
my sister Amy saw it last weekend, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I love it. Speaking truth to power. Uh, yeah, but it was more like I wanted to, I was excited. We're talking oh, about movies. Y- I was like not seeing the point of her message. I was just like, there's so well, many ways you could interpret this that you're like, well, m- Mrs. Hanrahan, my <laughs> sister saw it and said she liked it. Like, fuck you. But also ratting your sister out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the devil's in her now, right? Uh, and then when I came home, I was like, uh, the teacher said, uh, I was saying to my parents, the teacher said, uh, you know, we shouldn't be watching Bram Stoker's. But I mentioned how Amy had seen it, our, my sister. And my mom and dad were going like, Ooh, maybe you shouldn't be mentioning the teacher. Then Amy saw this. Like, oh it, it so infected the community, Bram Stoker's oh, oh Dracula. Oh, my God. You guys are the talk of the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, I think did we you just got shaken what up. the Rusts, what happened to the Rust family? Not just the Rust what? family. Every family in Lamar's. What happened? Their daughter saw Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know the <laughs> gothic fin de siècle horror movie that was written in the 1800s? <laughs> yes. By the way, that movie has a lot of balls calling itself Bram Stoker's Dracula. That is one of the few movies that I then was like, oh, if that's the movie, I want to read the book. I, like, I'd love to relive this. That's true. The angle they take on it, right, is not the most uh, name above. There's never been a good Bram Stoker's Dracula. They get the closest, but there's all the like all the love between Mina and you know Dracula is not in the book. I'd be curious about this. If it has, uh, there's some evidence of this, but Francis Ford Coppola occasionally, you know, filmmakers by DGA rights, they get the uh blank film movie title, but a special person like John Carpenter or whatever does the like apostrophe S I own this title. And I think Francis Ford Coppola has done that with a few of his movies so it could have been his own inner inter oeuvre choice mm. to be like, not even thinking about, am I really honoring the source material? I'm just kind of oh. going to go, this is no longer Francis for Coppola or, or whatever. He's just, given Bram Stoker yeah. name above title. Yeah. He's getting the name he's above title. He's looking out for his, yes, his yes. artistic bro. But then it kicked off all these kind of things. Now it's a, it's kind of a thing movies do in the same way that he invented Godfather part two, the first part two ever in ever the title, the wow, part right. two yeah. as a term yeah. was born with Godfather. Cause that's right. Mad genius. He's coming yeah. up with all these different, uh, but Right, because yeah. then it kicked off Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Part and... two. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. But, uh, there was all these other uh, like the classy way to do an adaptation was to put the mm, yeah. the author's name. But yeah, because well, that's always been. I don't know if it's been in every Bond movie, but when the credits roll, you know, James Bond 007 in Ian Fleming's, or no, James Bond in Ian Fleming's. You know, for your eyes only. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not right. Uh, uh, Roger Spottiswoods. <laughs> Wait, how's it go in Ian Fleming's James Bond? It's some. It's a real clunky thing, but it's in all of them. Because it's saying like uh, he's owned. James Bond is owned by this man. Yeah, or it's like Daniel Craig as Ian Fleming's James Bond in For yes. Your Eyes Only. I think something like that. 
Uh, well, hey, as long as we're talking title sequences, should we talk the title sequence? Yeah. For, uh, did you get Friday the 13th vibes off this because of the Helvetica white on black? I did. Um, and also then that it was a little kind of like off. I got Freddy vibes because oh, sometimes yeah. they, but no, more Friday the 13th. But I also got, um, 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 oh boy. Why am I, the, the credits had the, um. Seven? No. Another movie on my short list. So of, oh, Seven. yeah, yeah. That's a good teaser. I I'm feel comfortable saying these because ultimately I, I didn't pick either of these two. Just to spoil Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, the glass breaking too felt like Friday the 13th yes, for me. Right. Like yeah. glass shattering and Very stuff. Very much, yeah. Um, but, uh. It also felt the reason I brought him. It felt Bond like of kind of like repurposing yeah. iconography yeah, to right. for style, and uh, like I so loved this title sequence, and I knew we were in good hands because it was this mixture of like orchestral mm. Bernard Herman sort of scoring. They know they have to do the heavy hard rock thing. Yeah, unfortunately. But they're like mixing them together. And sometimes they'll just have the guitar drop out and it goes back to these kind of like awesome sort of thriller, horror string music. Yeah. I love the music. I thought it looked, whereas the part four just, and even all the title sequences, they're kind of like muddied with too much. This, I just felt like the slow mo. And the like coloring just made it so, and it really was then my whole experience through the whole movie. I was just like, this is the classy, sophisticated <laughs> version of uh, Final Destination. That like it, the, he works in a shishi restaurant. It's the business and, class version of Final yeah. The, the, they're they only show it in business class. You see the other Final Destinations in Coach. To go on the date thing, it would be like if you took your date on a fourth date to a racetrack. The next time you'd be like, I'm going to take you to a nice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go to a nice restaurant in like the islands of Vancouver. We're going to cross a bridge. <laughs> Yes, on a, um, but uh, that mixture of sort of uh, classic and sophisticated with whatever honoring the whatever craziness of the past movies was, I was like, ooh, this is a, a yeah. good title sequence. Yeah. So we, we open up at this, what I later learned is a paper company, but I didn't feel clear at all. I was just like, what are these people? There's a factory, but also they seem like... Just salespeople. I didn't yeah, know what is where this, uh, or what uh, was so NBC vague. Thursday nights, early aughts. Well, because it is a paper company. Yeah, Presage. Yeah. You know, when they first had the shot, did it go? Ding 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 ding. The um, I didn't know that that was a paper company. Yeah, and it's I did call Presage or Presage, depending on you. I don't really know how you pronounce it, but it just means to to uh, a harbinger like it's very in keeping that's uh, the thing with this movie is all the little easter eggs in this movie yeah like the watch your step on the bus yeah and, the yeah. fact that the uh, olivia her picture is she's on the roller coaster um the restaurant he's going to work at is the one that the other guys die in, no in front of shit. yeah um, that's so cool the, so, when the log 
the truck with the logs went by at the beginning. I was like, yeah, that's a fun there's little Easter egg a number for of two. those things. Yeah. The one thing about the twist that I don't think I fully understood until I watched this was I thought it was just like, I didn't know exactly what the final destination movies were about. So I thought maybe everything just was caught in a time loop. I didn't realize this movie's actually set in what? 2000. 2000. And then yeah. when the, the, when it was the prestige was revealed or whatever, uh, uh, I did go through, try to go through my mind. Like, did they break any two yeah, thousand rules? Yeah. I was like, I guess they did. No they were smartphones. clever about no smartphones yeah. and stuff. I just didn't notice it. So clever, it is weird that you didn't notice then. it. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, so when it went back into the the, the ending, there that was. Um, it's interesting though because yeah, if you heard it first, it might seem just like a. Oh, the monster or whatever, the bad thing yeah. has the capabilities of messing up how time works. Yeah. And it sucks people back into the first one or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the. Uh, There's just a it, long time meeting the characters. Yeah. For not much payoff for the. Like, if you're going to spend that much time meeting the characters, give me some characters. You know? But that was, you know, uh, I agree with you. And it was like uh, uh, the. I was just thankful that with part four, remember they had the accident happening at like 10 minutes yeah. in. And then I was like, I, I thought of it um, by the time the, not the accident on the bridge, but the first like death happened. I was like, not in an impatient way. I was just like, Oh, I'm now ready for a death sequence. Yeah. And I looked at the time and I was like, Oh, for part four, they were, I think a half hour in on their like third death set piece and by that point I was like oh this feels so slow right like the comparison I thought of it with this was it's like um okay you're gonna get six Twix bars you can eat four in a minute this is like that social experiment they do with kids what is it where they give them they say I'll give you you can have one candy bar right now or you can have two candy bars something like if you wait 10 minutes or five minutes and almost all kids take the candy bar now. Hmm. Yeah. I'm glad to know that I've evolved past that. I'm never go for the easy thing. <laughs> the problem is now I'd be I like, wait, two candy bars. That's worse for my health. I'll take the one <laughs> and I get to eat it now. Win, win. I'd be like, uh, so that second one, that's a tax write off. <laughs> Can I wish for three more candy bars? <laughs> Sir, this is a chocolate bar Wendy's. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, so oh, oh, but what I liked about the the working at that uh, paper company. Oh, so meeting the characters and stuff. It was a little Blando Calarician, but yeah. I, I did like was appreciative. Uh, at least they're not burning through the twigs so quick. Yeah, there was um, some suspense. The fact that it was at a paper company though, or a workplace, it did make me think of. Um, uh, oh, look at little final destination franchise growing up before eyes. They started on a little senior class That's trip. That's right. Then they went through oh, college. Yeah. Now they're out there starting their careers together. Uh, I read in Brantley's notes that this set piece, first first set piece was actually going to take place at a water park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if part four sort of blew out mm. any possibilities of topping a, a query old death. Oh, yeah. Also... Water park would have been good. I would immediately think like, 
oh, it's the people who made part three going back to yeah, that's true. the roller coaster. Yeah. And Although, I like that this was like all confined in one space, like a true kind of like disaster movie. Just right. like everybody's in that space. That's in terms of like relatability. I, I was like thinking like everybody's at least driven across a bridge once and experienced how that can, whatever that feeling you get in your stomach. So yeah. the movie can like tap into that. And also like probably everybody's traveled by or gone by construction and how in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, hmm. that could go astray. This isn't, oh, this isn't safer than if there was no construction here. Well, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea of it, I like the idea of a charter bus, but just in terms of like being able to like fully lock you into what this is, I, there's some other final destinations that I think do that better. If like, yeah. Airplanes are anxiety-inducing. Sure. Roller coaster rides are anxiety-inducing. Getting on onto a busy freeway, the idea of kind of like getting stopped on traffic in a charter bridge by construction—they're just starting to ask a little bit too many yeah. X factors. Also, like all Final Destinations, this one begs the question too, because when they when the survivors get off the bridge, a bunch of people have run off with them. So why aren't they having? Is there a I mean, maybe there is a parallel Final Destination thing unfolding because, as we learn, they're about to end up in another final. They're going to die. Oh, yeah, do you think the there's question. a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are not dead uh, <laughs> <laughs> branch off of Final Destination 5? When I do really like this closing this loop. When the couple gets on the plane at the end and they die on it. Yeah it does give new weight to the original version that the reason this accident has to happen is to kill those people. And so these people happened. And, and also because it wasn't, let's say for instance, these, this plane was never supposed to go down because death is using this to kill people that were supposed to be killed earlier. So when that happens, there are kind of glitches and that's why Devin Sawa is seeing some of these things. Like there's yeah, a series of these happening and yeah, because when they got when they found themselves on the plane, and I thought, okay, so the events after this is Devin Sawa and his crew. It did make me kind of think, like, oh, so this is like uh, not necessarily invasion of the body snatchers, but some sort of disease kind of more thing of like, yeah. once it touches you, you're or it follows or something. You're like pulled yeah. into its trap if you cross its path. Actually, I take all that back. It's not. Good, because the plane crashing is happening now, retroactively, because it's trying to kill people that escaped death in the first place. Meaning, these people on the plane were likely never going to die. Until they got onto the plane that the other people should yeah. have died on. So when they escape this plane, death should have kind of been, you know, you're cool, you weren't supposed to die anyway. In fact, could you bring everybody off the jet with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously, you're not supposed to nitpick it like this because it falls apart. But no, that's uh, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I uh, uh, and then the extra wrinkle that they added with now with that if you kill somebody, you can uh, yeah save your own. But we'll get to that. I guess. The um, the uh, um, oh, the you know what I was just gonna say though when I was like the the not packing a punch the deaths and it being partly cgi 
Um, but just like I'm more of an outside observer now with the sequences or suspense where I'm just like, I'm admiring this. I like this. This yeah. is, but I'm not like getting queezed out for whatever reason. No. I don't know what it is. My skin doesn't crawl as much as they did. It's what I was worried about watching part five. I was like, I'm going to have to kind of go through the ringer here. And I did, but, um, I will say in a similar way to somebody liking, Ooh, salsa, this salsa is pretty spicy. And then you eat like a crazy spicy pepper. Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, this salsa is bland. I think I might have experienced that with a movie I saw between Final Destination 4 and 5. What? Um, so, because. Did you see Final Destination 4.5? Yes. Fievel's in that. <laughs> oh my God. What I hope he makes it. Uh, no, um, because um, my wife, uh, Leslie, uh, similar to your wife, uh, are um, card-carrying members of the Cool Kids Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Leslie uh, got hooked up uh, with an early screening, and she asked me to come along, too. Bo is afraid. Oh, I was just going to ask. So that's an Ari Aster movie. Which yeah. Those have been harrowing, visceral films. Yeah. The, the, the Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah, Hereditary. <laughs> most harrowing experience I've had in a movie theater. Another shortlist film of mine, Hereditary. Hey, right on, man. I like these little boop, beep, beep. Uh, uh, People are going to be so disappointed when they hear my list because they're so different. The movies I've chosen are not... You're like... Kroll revisited. Okay, we just got to get back and unpack I'm doing, some I've of the... chosen Kroll four times. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, yeah, Midsummer. you know, I waited so yeah. long because I was so afraid to watch it. Both times, with each movie, I loved it. And uh, Bo was afraid. I loved. Oh, my gosh. So really? funny. Uh, yeah, just blew me away, as movies should do. Just but it has blew my mind. Violence. But whatever the experience that I went on of just like, I mean, I think movies partly made to agitate an audience as much as it can or find yeah. ways to make an audience uncomfortable Ooh. discomfort uh, in a way that I like loved and could really appreciate. By the time I got to Final Destination 5 and I saw screws coming, I was like, okay, uh, yeah. this is easy. This is yeah. easy. I got you. Uh, but uh, uh, so that also could have been why my taste was a little off. Right. balance here okay. uh, the um, I had no knowledge though of this accident the bus on the bridge did okay. you no huh? yeah so that was like a, a gift yeah you know what else is a gift David Keckner. I that was the next thing I was gonna say <laughs> our first cameo not just in really a final destination movie but in the opening sequence for sure you don't really have somebody who's like I mean Tony Ta I just oh, mean yeah. like one of the ensemble of the movie yeah. is like, a, oh, that guy, you know? Yeah. What, what's his name? McKelty Williams was sort of that. That's true. That's true. But Keckner, you, I, I feel like I can see that Keckner. I don't. I think I may have told this on the podcast before, but I worked uh, with him once, and he's an absolute maniac, and I mean that in a complimentary way. Do you tell? I find him so funny, but the way he took over the set. Have I not told this? Tell. No. I, I, this is all with praise that I say this. Yes. If it were any other actor, you'd just like, what an asshole. But he did this with no, it was like, no, 
I mean, part of it was kind of selfish, but it was so lovable. And he just came on and was just like, had none of his lines memorized. (laughs) He'd he'd say half a sentence and go, fuck, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Give me the line. Fuck me, fuck me. There it is. All right, you'll cut there. Good. Here we go. I'm going to give you the second part now. You got it. All right, great. And then he'd go into joking like, nobody looks me in the eye. And he's just like, he's like, he would go into like jokes between the, yeah. And he was always joking, but, and he was always on and, Otherwise, I probably would have been driven crazy, but I find the guy truly hilarious. Yeah, yeah well, it's like uh, we've talked about, like, uh, always on is only a problem if the person on is annoyed. That's if they're true. always on and they're that's light, true. it's like, bring it on, on and more. Oh, but he was just every line, he couldn't get through the line and he would just stop halfway through the line and go, give me the second part. Great. You'll, you'll cut away from me there and never would never go back and get it all. He just tells the editor you'll need to edit there, cut away from me and use the rest of the line. So this ability to sort of be in it and then kind of stand outside it at the same time that David Koechner has there. Yeah. uh, Runs in parallel with my David Koechner experience, which was, I was in (laughs) semi pro Uh very small part. Didn't talk or anything in it. It was just a, they did additional shooting uh, had to be in the background. We're wrapped. We could go home, but we're here that there's another scene shooting for additional shooting. And it's a scene with David Koechner. And so we want to go see David because he wasn't on the set for the other times we'd been there. Uh-huh. So we go and uh, we're just like hanging out in the back of the set, watching them film the scene and knowing we have to be quiet and not noticed because they'll be like, you guys are in the secret yeah. out here or yeah. whatever. It just would seem intrusive. We uh, were watching and uh, the scene is like the scene probably in a movie where it's like right before the end, he's giving like a sort of breaking the news of like, well, if you guys don't win this championship, then this whole franchise is gone. This We can just call it and who knows, the city will be gone too or whatever. And so he gives that speech and then he's supposed to walk off and as he's walking away from everybody offset before, yes, before they call cut, but he's not on camera. He uh-huh. knows he's on a camera. He's walking around and he's going, this is some real dark night of the soul, people. <laughs> He, he knows why they're doing this additional shooting to get this like little beat of like they need the low point. I'm here to serve it. And when I say my line, I'm gonna go, This is real dark night of the soul, people. Oh god. But that's in this movie, you can just tell he's if he's not improvising, he's basically knowing from my experience with him, went, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna rewrite my shit. Yes. I'm going to say what I want. And that part where, is it Peter or whatever? And he just goes, what are you going to do? Good. Now look away. (laughs) That, and the guy does it. But that's like what you're saying. He's like, don't look at me. His joke that he would do on set. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I would say the, from, uh, in part three too, that when these filmmakers seem to be open to the idea of bringing Actors yeah. bringing their own characterizations. I wish I had more. Yeah, because the actor he's really great. He's been in other stuff. The guy who played uh, the guy who dies in the massage parlor. Oh yeah, I've noticed that guy. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Very he's recognizable. Super yeah. talented. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's a, his part is pretty poorly written, but he does a hell of a job with it. But you could see that like 
it, it was the same thing as uh, whatever long leash. If this guy, this actor, was going to present a line to improvise for any of the props that were on set, well, they were going to film it and they were going to likely put it in because yeah. when he makes the walk down there, he was by like five different things <laughs> commenting about that. I'm like, that can't be in the script. No, there's, there's not no this thing. Yeah. And it is long. Yeah. From the moment he gets called it, I was like, oh, it's the same way as the, the, the funny scuzzy guy in part two who gets like long scenes. The oh, guy who yeah. we call him one of the strokes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like... If oh, right. the filmmakers of Final Destination love you as an yeah. actor and you're willing to go there, they'll put your shit in, this, in a 90-minute movie. It's like seven minutes of just like Dangerfield yeah, style. I just know. like one-liners. I know. Like he's like, she's like, hey, if you're going to give me a disease, I want to feel like I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, was like, I, I was like, I was watching Easy Money or something. Uh, but uh, same with, yeah, Kechner. He has a oh, little and, twinkle in his eye. And Kegner, his first death with the tar is one of the best. I like that. Just tar. the way it splashes and he's still hanging on and kind of moving. And yeah. When he falls off, part of his hand's still stuck on there. And oh. that was awesome. That's like a real, uh, as, as somebody who's probably dealt in carpentry, the idea of a body being like captured and being able to be held oh, yeah. by that product. Do you ever have to use like hot tar or any sort of hot uh, adhesive? I've never used any hot adhesive other than like hot glue mm -hmm. you know but nothing like that because what is tar is that for uh, uh sealing something s-e-a-l-i-n-g oh yeah well you can you seal your roof with it so if it i think dries waterproof or blacktop uh -huh. and stuff like that yeah so that's what it's all about i guess yeah hmm. what about the composer tar and she keeps a lot out too uh, the, um, oh, the bad guy this time that Roy, the bad guy, uh, he drops the R word. Oh yeah. In this is like, <laughs> we were talking about the lazy writing yeah. of just having a character say a single word to make you want to have them die. Yeah. Um, also I like that this movie, this opening was tapping into the, uh, Horror of like having to hang out with like coworkers going to like I work know. retreat. That's the real horror. <laughs> it did seem to be kind of like tapping into like how that shit. Um, <laughs> do you? Uh, I also thought the big twist of this movie was in the opening scene when the guy said to the other main character, Pete said to the main character, Sam, yeah, he was like, man you did a really good job with this. I wasn't expecting much, but you went above and beyond. I was like, oh, the big twist here is people are kind to each other I in these know, movies. No, give it a second. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you think overall that there was more, there was less focus on like, characters might get chosen as the repugnant ones, but it wasn't like everybody, the homeless is yeah. just the random homeless guy. Is. No, I agree. And that, and that also the Dick guy wasn't one of the main ensemble anyway. So, right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, um, and I also thought there, that there was a bit of a difference with what the movie was changing a little bit in tone when like 
Olivia, he was like, hey, Lisa Loeb. Yeah. And uh, so I love the Lisa Loeb reference. But also when she was like, no, my name's Olivia. I did think like that's maybe a, a moment you wouldn't have in Final Destination 2. And yeah. she also doesn't say it as like a, a I'm bad for saying this. It's kind of like, oh, she, that guy is getting put in his place how he should. Yeah. Except she goes to be, on to be kind of a, a reprehensible person. Remember? But I felt like they kept subverting, like, you think she's going to get cosmetic surgery? Not right? because of that, but was dent- it, Oh, oh, what? What does she say to them in the office? She's... Oh, she's like, I mean, you couldn't have oh, seen bereavement that. pay. Yes, know? yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> and then I also, I wonder if this got cut out, but I felt like showing that English rocker boyfriend, emo boyfriend, and not doing anything with him... I thought for sure he was going to play a part in That's all this. That's true. Once you have like a British accented rocker showing up, you yeah. expect him to like have an amp fall on him or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so this main character, uh, Sam, yeah. uh, I think he might be the most wholesome lead character in a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. He is so wholesome, Matt. He's a real like fill in the blank, whatever you want to put on him, you can because there's it's just well, if you want to feel like you're a good guy, you can easily fill in with it because he's like, What you're breaking up with me? What about my brother's wedding? We're going to like, oh my god, what a fucking dweeb! And then, <laughs> and then, what's the other? Oh, this is how wholesome he is when they start going on the bridge and uh, he sees that there's road construction on it. He looks at her and he smiles. He's like, uh-huh. well, that's what happens sometimes. It's like, dude, have a little grit to you. Dinner and a show. <laughs> and that actor, uh, Nicholas uh, DeNasto. DeSanto? DeNasto, uh, I don't know. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh. And he was the talk of the town in uh, Iowa theater department you knew him because he was in election and and he was acting in high school in the drama department at that actual high school alexander payne was like hey you're good i'll give you this pretty big role in election he was the only person who got like a in omaha who got that pivotal i think of a role and so he like was living the dream of just like Wow, the true dream of like somebody sees you in your high school play, and then and he's really good in election. He's the guy who like knows, uh, suspects Matthew Broderick is cheating. That's right. And he gets that great last scene at the end where he just goes up to him in the car and he rolls down his window and he just hawks like a huge loogie like on I gotta see <laughs> Matthew Broderick's window. Yeah. Um, but uh, then uh, yeah, and then I think he just he he's in a bunch of TV shows mm. and movies now, but. The real pride of the Midwest. Yeah. And you like can it. see in those wholesome, what a wholesome young man he yes. is. Getting upset about the road construction, or smiling Ugh. at the road construction. Um, I like the hot tar. I also thought the long withheld screams of the cars going off the bridge and the music dropping out and then like just prolonging the time this to hear those been, screams. Yeah, a good one to see in the theater. Yeah, it also just feels like, oh, that's not what part four was. Part four was just like mayhem with no context. Like, 
this does have the style of like, hey, we'll take a moment. Yeah. To, it's going to creep you out to hear these screams. And no they music. put some money into it. I'm realizing the reason part four's big set piece fell so flat was they were at a giant racetrack, but they built a set of seats that are so small and enclosed that it doesn't look anything like it's at this racetrack. Oh, so it does look like it's just like in a, somebody's backyard and they're yeah. just adding shot. Oh. Yeah, where even though this had a, was pretty much all CG when it went down. Yeah. It still felt vast and Yeah. And then there was a couple moments later that had like some real scope that I was impressed by like the um gymnastics hall. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the comparison to like the weight room in part three, and this is yeah. so much bigger. Yeah. And then um, there was one other one that had like, uh, I was impressed by like how big it was. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, was that the next one? No, what's the next one of um, oh, when well, that guy dies at the beginning? I like. Uh, Peter, he gets those beams that go through him. Yeah, he not only has the indignity of dying that way as he's going down, he like splats on part of the concrete before going into oh, the river. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of insult to injury in this. One yes, I, yes, I, I quite liked, but fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so at twenty minutes, you got a full shot of this disaster movie ensemble, and they all look at. Uh, Sam and they go wait how did you know and I'm like this just feels like Final Destination 1 and then it goes into a cop scene and I'm like guys you've been avoiding the cop scene in these movies because they are boring for a long time and then one of the first lines I hear the, the federal agent saying to Sam so psychic phenomenon ghosts Bigfoot you believe in this I'm like Oh, we're back here. I know. And this and is to not have, where I wanted to be. Why are we back in this? To have Courtney B. Vance wasted on something like that. And but you're they, right. at the same time, thank God Courtney B. Vance, because if it had just been a regular actor, these scenes would have oh, been. Oh, yeah. Cause they, but not only are you right, we don't need them at this point, but these ones especially, that whole arc with that guy, it ultimately did nothing. Yeah, he's sort of the Indiana Jones and in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Of yeah, the, like yeah. all the things would have unfolded in the same way, whether he was there or, or not. Why didn't he show up to the plane crash people's? Thing? That would have been cool to have him pay off. He's like the um, what are those like secret cops that are on planes? They should have had he's the cops from the terrorist. first movie. Yeah, be this, and you just think, oh, that cops back. Like they bring people back yeah. and scream. But, but no, he could, were, that federal agent for, and it's also funny now that when you think about that, he thinks he's a terrorist because it was pre nine 11. Yeah. When you're, when they're like asking the friends, yeah. like where, and he was making a call on his phone. Oh, that is a right. cell phone he was using. Yeah. And that was going more by 2011 logic than 2000, but that he could it? use a phone to activate a right. terrorist attack. But he had a flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Interesting. Um, but, uh, uh, it's just funny now redoing that scene in my mind. I'm like, Oh, it's different now. They're just like, yeah, we live in a world of terrorism that occurs. Yeah. You were on a plane and there was something weird or, yeah. uh, uh, you were on a bus and that's something weird. Right. Uh, but the, um, this movie did come out on the 10th anniversary of nine 11 and the really? same, same year. Oh, 
And I was thinking about it. If I had to pick a horror franchise to best represent the first decade yeah. in horror movies, I would pick, I'd pick this. Over the like cynicism of Saw. I probably would pick this too. Yeah. My sister, you know, who, who wrote about torture porn and how it, you know, relates to Abu Ghraib footage that was kind of like, she thought about this and then how it relates to like Saw and torture porn. And so she would probably say that those movies, but when it folded back in at the end and he was looking at an airline ticket and he checked the date and it was May 13th, 2000 or something. This whole thing that we've been talking about since the first one when that came out in 2000, like, Oh, it's funny that this whole thing of like, if he could have known more, what could have he prevented it? And that it's all dealing with an airplane. And if this had been made a year and a half later, they would have not even shot this scene to bring it back 10 years later and be like, no, now we are okay with this. And we do know how we got into this and, or, you know, folded back in and we're going to be okay with watching this plane blow up and bodies just be engulfed in flames in court, including our main character. What movies ever end with the main character you've been following? Just fireballed his head, be like, <laughs> and then is it his seat that lands and kills uh, the like manager, the floor manager guy? <laughs> That's what. And you see a body, oh like melty God. body, come hopping around. That's what I didn't understand the little last moment about. Well, you know, Roy, he would have died any day now. And it was like, any day now. You're saying that's like what crashed at the bar at the yeah. end? I didn't... Was Peter or I, Sam. Yes, I, that's great. Because they show his seat fall out. Of course. And, yeah. I didn't... I can't believe I didn't put that yeah. together. <laughs> uh, the... Um, I did like, though, when the federal agent gets the information, they're like, yeah, it, um, all those people died because of the, the weather and structural damage. He's like, ah! Oh. <laughs> He's like upset. I know. Bummer. <laughs> Natural. Uh, uh, the, I also, yeah, the franchise is growing up also where the funeral now is for coworkers, not classmates. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question yeah. about Candyman. Uh huh. I'm just, he just shows up here at this funeral. I think depending on his shooting schedule and what's good for their schedule at yeah. the time. I think, yes, he shows up. I'm just saying <laughs> the character shows up just to give them a cryptic, weird line. So does he show up anytime a potential survivor of anything happens? I Some... wondered that too. I was like, does he watch the news at any time? There was... A big catastrophe with some survivors. He goes to Florida. the funeral of the people. Florida. I'm a, or there's like, do they have regional little harbinger people? people. Yeah. Because that also, that's like a shit job if you're a harbinger person because you're like, it's cryptic. Like the thing I'm going over there isn't even real information, guys. I'm just going to say, I don't make the rules. I just clean up after the game is over. And like, also, I have a job I have to do. I'm an undertaker. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that you, uh, 
I do get paid for this. It's good money. But my real career is un- undertaking. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe he's aspirational to be a harbinger and undertaking is just his day job. Like being a harbinger is his passion. And oh, maybe the harbinger maybe has like paid. Clarence the angel rules. Yes. Like he's eventually trying to get his harbinger <laughs> Every wings. time a bridge falls, a harbinger <laughs> gets his horns. But yeah, he did like, I was like, oh, he must have a lot of frequent flyer miles for all the traveling he has to do to different uh, yeah. uh, disasters. Also, when at that memorial, David Kechner, I noticed his character goes, and they all had names. We'll miss so-and-so, so-and-so. And uh, uh, I was like, is this in response to how, in part four, they just refer to the characters as the racist and his girlfriend yeah. and the mob with the two kids? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Milf. That yeah, her, she was Milf right. with two kids, yeah. and the other character was Milf's husband. Oh, my God. She wasn't even like... That old, she was like early 30s. <laughs> Mill. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the uh, kitchen confidential uh, area, the yeah. uh, Sam's workplace. It was kind of a little misdirect. You think, ooh, with all those flames. Right. That's the, but then. They did a lot of misdirecting here, too. Yeah. Like when I watch Fridays after part two. The frustrating thing is the amount of like misdirects they do. Yeah. Um, the uh, Sam goes to Molly, and I like that there's this whole like unsaid drama up until this point of like, what are they fighting about? And then when they reveal it, it's that she's mad because he's not following his dream. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cute. I mean, I guess what I thought of what you said earlier about like the characters, you're like, I, that is pretty thin. That the girlfriend is just like, I'm upset because you're not pursuing your dream. Why don't you come with me? Okay, we fixed it. Well, it also, it'd be at least let her be, I'm going to Paris. Yeah. And it's up to you if this yeah. relationship matters enough. She's just like, I'll go with you if you want to. <laughs> you're. You're stripping me of the opportunity to support you. <laughs> To be a martyr. Well, I really wanted to be a martyr. And I don't want the answer, like, why he was chosen or anything like that. But, like, why? Why is this pud? What, what's his gift here? Why is the guy who's put in the position of whether he's going to pursue his culinary dream also the guy who gets the ability to see disaster coming and save people? Yeah. I think like I said, well, I wanted answered, but... It's all reverse engineered, A, for a reason... To fly to Paris, which is culinary capital. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, to be that restaurant to tie it in. So, And it's funny because when the reveal happened, when they were on the plane, right before the characters, I was like, oh, flight to Paris. I see where this is going. Okay. And then yeah. the guys ran by. But in that moment, I was like, okay. I thought... Dude, when they mentioned a flight to Paris, you should have seen this coming. Like, I couldn't believe, like, they they were throwing words around, like, Paris and traveling to Paris, and I never, like... That's because you don't have the Final Destination gift. You don't see signs, man. Well, you know what? If I heard it, I might have thought it was, like, an Easter egg. Yeah. Like, oh, Paris, yes. Yeah. That's a word that was said earlier in other movies. I, I wonder if I would have even caught it if I had known it, because... When they show them fighting, I didn't recognize Devin Sawa. And I kept thinking, oh, there's they're going to show more of this crew. They're going to get Sean William Scott. Yeah. They're going to get everybody. And you're really going to drive it home. But it happens so quickly. 
Yeah, and it's also kind of like um, it's similar to what happened when I saw Split, and they did this like little pre credits reveal that it took place in the same universe as Unbreakable. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Yeah, I wasn't on that band, like part of that club. So when that happened, I heard like half the audience go whoa, <laughs> and like I did think with the Final Destination, if this is your first Final Destination movies, and as kids like to go to movies on Friday nights. Yeah. There probably was half who was like, what's this fucking old movie from 10 years ago that yeah. I'm supposed to care about? Um, the Jim Hall, I really like that scene. Yeah. That's the other thing that I was going to say adds to the style and sophistication. When the death was leading up and you're just seeing like, like a Bond credit sequence, like female bodies in motion and in beautiful form. I was like, oh, they are trying to like go out with a touch of class or something yeah, other than I, these other ones. I liked that the tack thing looming, the little screw looming. I really yeah. liked that because there was no leap your brain was going to take of when a gymnast steps on that tack. How is that going to set a chain reaction off other than they'll fall and hurt themselves? And then the chalk and everything. My favorite part of that is when the girlfriend falls and is snapped in half and the ADR is don't touch her. Don't touch her. <laughs> like it could hurt her <laughs> in the long run. You've got nothing to lose to try to fold her back the way a human needs to be. There's no, there's no doctor that's going to be able to when do that backwards C shaped. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the sooner you get her back in human form, even if there's some, <laughs> collateral damage she's not going to survive like that yeah, or even just the comfort of holding her yeah. before she dies the yeah. getting that yeah. that's i think worth the uh possibility that you uh make don't somebody in that position her. don't touch her my aunt snapped backwards and she lived <laughs> for four days after yes it was at the gymnastics hall <laughs> uh, uh the uh when yeah, that little screw I thought was actually like perfect for a part five movie. Mm-hmm. People always want to amp stuff up, yeah, and that it was all building off just one little screw. That was good. Oh, that was cool. Um, the uh, also to you know how we were talking about like some movies they just make these people so wretched that by the time they die, you're for it. This was like the complete opposite. Yeah. They were trying to make her almost on a, not a joke level, but maybe just like on a, Hey, this is ridiculous. Like made her so sympathetic. Yeah. You want her to do well at the gymnastics. Her boyfriend is there wanting her to do a good job. She is so good hearted yeah. that like for her to die and it, for it to be the first one of this uh, series of Achilles, I thought was a choice. Yeah. Um, the before they got the bereavement pay. Oh, the um, did I ever tell you my sisters? You know, did gymnastics, no, and uh, uh dance, mm. and um, when my they had to get picked up, it was like cool that my uh mom would pull up to the curb and then she would be like, Hey, run in and tell your sisters I'm here and then they'll mm-hmm. come out. But that meant I got to like walk through and I was five and you know, my sisters are 12 or something, uh, 10. Um, but 
<laughs> they just thought, oh, Amy and Ann's little, cute little five-year-old brother is coming in here. But Matt, I got to tell you, I felt like Tony Madero, like walking into a disco. When I was a kid, I'd be like, hey, hi. They'd be like, oh, hi, Paul. Hi there. Hello. Just picking up Amy and Ann. <laughs> hey, Maria, don't ever change. Hey, baby. Hey. Yeah. I'll be back next like week. All one camera boogie nights. <laughs> yeah, shot. yeah, yeah. Uh, you too. You too. <laughs> um, so the... That brings us, I think, to the massage salon. Yeah. Um, and there, that's happening while they're having, oh, gosh, the equivalent of going out and camping and hooking up uh, before sex and smoking weed is at your workplace having uh, drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is pretty tame. <laughs> uh, you know how we talked about how like so also sometimes it's with these movies with franchises they're like a snapshot of whatever was happening in movies. Yeah. I would argue that the scene of improvised dialogue while he's getting Chinese acupuncture would not exist if 40-year-old virgin was not made. like Yeah. I just love like James Bond or any of these long-running Friday 13th the way they just go that's popular. Yeah. That worked. I'll just put that in this little moment here. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the um, but when he before he died the the way they've shown death like it kind of like they just had a shot of it like going down the hallway or um, later with the optometrist thing yeah uh, they just like cut to that teddy bear that's like in the corner watching yeah. it happening I like do appreciate the touches the movie goes beyond of just like being like. Oh, this trap is set. Then this person is killed. They're, yeah, yeah. Who were the were the filmmakers? The they made. I think parts one and three, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So what a funny little. Uh, yeah, that sort of really makes sense. That they are kind of the better ones for sure. Yeah. Who? Who? What are they in the Bond world? Who's the director that people would be like? If they're already dead, I mean, you would just be like, oh, who? So and so's. Uh, at the helm. I think, well, Terrence Young, who did one, two, f four. He did Dr. No from Rush With Love and Thunderball. Uh, you know, like he's kind of like the one that made it, ha made mm -hmm. it all happen. Like these guys did. Although you could also say Guy Hamilton who did Goldfinger and, mm -hmm. um, no, nah, it's probably Terrence Young. Who's the guy who did like from For Your Eyes Only? John Glenn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you took Terrence Young and like unfroze him or something and put him on the set of Casino Royale with like parkour, he'd just like shit his pants probably. Oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. He would just, yeah. Well, I don't really recognize it. <laughs> um, the. Then, yes, 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 Tony Todd shows up. The optometrist, see, the eye exam thing. Um, I did like the little flip that you think it's cosmetic surgery and that you go from like, well, she's getting cosmetic surgery. I hope she gets it. Yeah. And then when you find out it's an eye exam, you're like, my Nana needs eye exams. I hope she's okay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and this was like the dentist scene, basically, right? Yeah. Like, whatever that was True, created yeah. in part two, this like... But the fact that all of that happens and the way she dies is she trips and somehow has enough momentum to fall through a plate glass window. If that were possible, no one would be allowed to enter a skyscraper. You're right. She just trips and then falls through a window. Yeah, you People wouldn't even want to be like putting your elbow. Yeah, uh, out of, yeah. We uh, here we we make our windows out of sugar glass. It's not yeah. as well earned as the uh, after the dentist scene, the plate glass like going and splitting yeah. the kid after it. He yeah. survives it. Yeah. Um, at sixty-one minutes with a half hour to go, you got the federal agent saying, "I know you guys didn't do this, but why is it happening?" <laughs> <laughs> and. So they get some of the information about like death order and stuff, but again on this tip that Sam is the most wholesome horror movie protagonist. <laughs> so they do the thing where it's like early morning and the girlfriend's coming out and it's like, Honey, have you been up all night? And he's like, oh, I can fall asleep. I've just been drawing bridges all night <laughs> so he's like a little kid he's like i needed to draw bridges and choo-choo trains <laughs> um all that roy stuff i i did like the reveal that oh the reason he died meant now that it skips you right the the roy was the guy the the asshole right? yeah yeah um but at the time before it seemed like he it just seemed like death was like I know he's not part of the play, but I'm just gonna Yeah racist piece. My of shit. favorite thing is that after he dies at that scene at the bar, they said they did an autopsy. They found a massive blood vessel. He would have gone soon anyway. You telling me after that industrial hook came out of his head, they were able to isolate <laughs> an abnormal blood vessel? That wouldn't be attributed to that accident. You're so right. <laughs> they were like, it was actually that blood vessel that kept his head from being entirely destroyed. Just yeah, just say he's got, you know, a collapsed lung or something. I did like the uh, um, Dennis death when he got the like. He's like, what are you guys all talking about? Oh yeah. What do you mean? Who's next? Did they break? Yeah. Uh, and then. The wit of the optometry scene ended with the car driving over the eyeball. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the That's wit. I'll good. call the it the wit. wit. Oh, the, uh, the hilarious bone mode. <laughs> and I like the little surprise near the end when... In the part first one, when Devin Sawa figures out the rules, he's like, I got to go into a cabin and make sure nothing could get me. So the main guy in this going like... Hey, screw it. I'm just going to go to work like I would. And then encountering all this scary stuff and be like, oh, maybe I yeah, should have done I this. Know, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Uh, the. And then going back to the kitchen, it felt like this like little itch that had been set. And then they went back and scratched it, which I thought was yeah. like, satisfying. Um, but yeah, once the. Once the guy showed up and then it just kind of, I did think like if somebody walked into the last 15 minutes of this movie, you wouldn't know it's a Final Destination movie. It no. just looks like every conventional. Yeah. And it lost me a bit, frankly. I just was, I didn't care enough about these people to watch them kill each other. 
They knew they had that little magic trick at the end of it going back. They solved the problem of having to go and reshoot the end of part three because people were like, that was boring. Yeah, the weakest part of these films is the moment before the end. Like the denouement or whatever. the the sort of climax. I, I wonder if it is this thing like you don't get to see a physical thing brought down and vanquished. Yeah, it's always a relationship thing, but these movies are just not really, even at their best, they're not compelling relationships and characters. And they tried to figure it out a little bit. Like that the guy, I was so grateful that the guy didn't get like possessed by death. He was just yeah. sort of like, I'm going to use death on my side. So then he started like, turning up all the burners and setting up every accident he could. I was like, this is like probably the best version you could do yeah. of having death be a body that you can see and yeah. have it vanquished. But right. yeah, it, there's something that happens like near the end where you're just like, I also think like the Rube Goldberg stuff becomes silly maybe. So they start avoiding it. You kind of start going like, yeah. I mean the Rube Goldberg stuff even throughout the whole movies they're always played a little bit as goofy and maybe I think that's just should, not the time to be goofy for them or something he should have not been possessed but somehow know that he's impervious yes. to dying and like tip over a salt shaker and then that starts the that's Rube Goldberg cool. thing yes. or something yeah he has this like power of like mayhem yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean yeah when that credits rolled and they were showing all of the greatest hits yeah. and the music was playing. I did like the attitude and vibe of these movies being like, that is so crazy. Let's just laugh at it yeah. it's it's fun yeah. like let's not get hung up about this death thing it's actually like probably the most outside of the um the cozy vibe of cleaning up a workplace after work is done is mm-hmm. very cozy yeah i also wondered if that gives you an, an home field advantage when you're trying to stop a killer because you're like oh i know this fryer heats up in two minutes so i just got to go back to it and throw it in his face uh but the um yeah the uh by the end, just it being about like the fun of mayhem. Yeah. I, I really, uh, enjoyed. Yeah. 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 So what do you think about the, uh, Oh, and it ends with like an ACDC type song. Yeah. That was interesting. That was like maximum overdrive. We said, you want to end a movie, just have ACDC play. It's true. Well, the credits roll. Well, do you want to take a quick pee break and then we'll sure. quickly rank the final destinations and then get to the part I'm yeah, excited about? Yeah. 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 All right. We'll be right back. With There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. With Polly and Rust. Let's rank. Let's rank. Just, you know, just lay them on me. Give me what you got. Uh, <laughs> Worst to first. Oh, of the Final Destinations. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Worst to first. Final Destination 4. Me too. Final Destination 2. Mm. Final Destination 5. Final Destination 1. Final Destination 3. Wow. Interesting. I go Final Destination, then Final Destination 5, then Final Destination 3, then 2, then 1. So you go 1, 2, 3, oh, 5, 4. Yeah. But I don't remember exactly what's in those 2, 3, Two and three ones, and even maybe they are one. the most blendolicious. So it's a slightly dispassionate ranking on my end. What's oh, the number though? Because uh, uh, what did I give uh, oh, the ten point right. five? Um, I should have looked at that because well, we haven't even ranked or rated this movie best kill and and rate. Oh yeah, yeah. Best kill for me is the tar. <laughs> I like the whole uh, uh, I think the whole gymnastics yeah, set piece that'd be my second yeah. and then what do you want to give it out of 13 so to recap uh, I gave number one 10 you gave it a 10.5 2 I gave a 9 you gave it a 10 3 I gave it a 9 you gave it a 12 4 we both gave it a 4 I'll give this a, uh, a 10. 10. This one I think I'll give... I'll give it a 7.5. Noyce. Philip Noyce. <laughs> uh, the director of Patriot Games. Yeah, and the Clear and Present D. That's right. <laughs> clear and Present Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so nervous for I'm that. nervous too. Oh, uh, <laughs> how, well, do how do we choose? I don't how do know. we choose? I don't know. I had so, such trouble. Yeah, uh, how do we to, present, I should ask? How I do we mean, go about presenting? Good question. Do we want to just flip a coin and we go first and then trade off? Sure. I don't have a coin. Do I? No. I don't have a coin. Um, rock, scissors, paper? I threw one in a. Um, a fountain with uh, thrown by two other men. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock, scissors, paper. Oh, yeah, good. Whoever wins gets to choose whether they want to go first or not. Great. Okay. Rock, oh, rock, paper, scissors, show. You do that? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, show. Uh, two scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, show. Uh, paper covers rock. Okay, you got to go first. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Um, here we go. Okay. We did it as a commentary, but we haven't done it as an episode. I think it'd be fun to do Poltergeist. Oh, I considered it. Nice. 
Okay. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Now, uh, since I still have not narrowed all mine down, I'm going to choose from this my certainty pile. Uh, okay. Yep. Because I still haven't decided. I, I that was a certainty pile for me too. Okay. My number two is 1977's Suspiria. Hey, all right. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Sticking with uh, the year of 1982. Um, I already know it's not one of mine. (laughs) You're like, uh, mine is 1983, the motion picture. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, I think listeners will be happy because this has been long asked for, long requested, I believe. The Thing. <gasps> Another commentary we've done. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, man. Now I, that really makes me, I can't tell if that makes me think I should do one of my picks more or less. Uh, you do you, I just brother. Don't, I don't even know. As me, I don't even know. Me do me. Okay. Who's got you? Oh, man. It's tough, huh? Think about the guy who had to go first. Okay. Now, this is one I know I want to do, but I was going to save it in the order because I think it's a slight bit of an outlier. Now, is this the order of that we're watching them? No, no, no. Got it, got it. Order of my reveals. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm sure it's one I want to do. Got it. It's a horror. it's, It's maybe more of a thriller. Okay. The Vanishing. Hell yeah, I love The Vanishing. Man, all right. You've seen it? Yes, it's going to blow people's it. minds. Okay, I don't great. mean to build it up, but that is such a great pick. Because I, I, like I said, I, there's some movies that have been on my radar that I know I was interested in, so I sat down to watch some trailers, and that trailer, yeah, is just, uh, the trailer is just the opening scene. Oh, whoa. Well, that's cool. at least on Apple. Yeah. You know, the so. um, uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick said it is the movie that terrified him most. Yeah. The Vanishing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to recap, <sighs> we have Poltergeist, Poltergeist, Suspiria, The Thing, and The Vanishing. God, those are all really good. Yeah. Um, will we continue with the one word? I bit Poltergeist. You did Suspiria and The Blank. I have. Of my two picks, I have three I'm pulling from. Two of them are those. But I'm saying that our choice is that they can correlate. Oh, right. One word poltergeist, one word. Oh, right. Uh, oh, right. Suspiria. Yeah. <laughs> the, the. Well, maybe um, that'll dictate what your next film is, is I'll try to match it. God, only two choices left, Matt, for me. Okay. This, I got one. I love this tension. Okay. Um, might be my most recent pick of of the movies. We'll Meaning, we'll like see most recently, most made. recent to have been released. Yeah, but I think it'd be real fun to watch The Strangers. Oh, <gasps> yeah, that's a good one. I've only seen that once, and I look forward to seeing. Hey, it all right, yeah, that's a really good one. I went, ooh, and buddy, we got veto power, and we haven't even it hasn't even crossed our minds unless you want to use it. I mean, no, I wouldn't do that to you I, unless there was like a reason to. No, I've got nothing to veto. Oh man, this is where it gets really tough for me here. Imagine how the <sighs> listeners feel right now. This is in some semblance of our control, Matt, but maybe there's relaxation in not having the control. There's no responsibility. They can just be like, oh, I'm hearing these titles. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Okay. 
just going with the that kind of theory I proposed earlier about how this show might be better if we're more interested in I'm just going to choose the two that I'm more interested in and it's only go by, for it by a, by a hair because I'm very interested in the one I'm not going to pick and I want to hear what that one is and, and we will talk about it because I think because of one of your picks it's similar so I, I won't Ooh. pick it because I think oh okay 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 right, okay okay so my next one <laughs> I've talked about I this. think I can guess what that is now what well, we'll okay. See. I'll write it in a little envelope here. Maybe My next book. pick is the hand. Yeah, baby, <laughs> with Michael Caine. Yes. All right. Uh, I haven't seen the hand since I was like ten years old, and, and that I fits. only remember like one scene: the strangers and the hand. That's right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is that funny? Is it the thing where you do with oh. your hand called the stranger? <laughs> Uh, if you wanted to like sort of confess to your buddies what you did on a Friday night, they're like, what'd you do on the uh, Friday? You didn't come out. Oh, I just watched the hand and the strangers simultaneously. Yeah. I bet you did buddy. So this is my last one, huh? Yeah. Okay. There are three <sighs> moderns. That I'm like trying to pick from. So you don't consider the strangers modern because that's like oh, past a decade. Is modern like past five years or so? Yeah, I would say modern's in the last ten years. Okay, I wonder if I know what one of them is. Um, and it could be pushing it how modern this is, but uh, golly. Okay, I think I, I'm going to pick the one that I think would just be the most fun. Good. good. Uh, the Conjuring. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, that's a real hoot, a real fun movie, and uh, that's also in the realm I feel like of The Ring or something, where yeah. uh, people who maybe aren't even the biggest horror horror heads, yeah, it's just like oh, good actors doing a, a little spooky story. That's interesting. I've seen all of your movies and none of mine. Well, my eighth and final pick is fade to black. Oh, cool, man. I've never seen that. So that's great. Yeah. And I've look, always wanted to though. Some of these run the motel hell risk of, I haven't seen them, so they might not be good, but that's what's fun about this podcast. Yeah. Cause if it, if we were just choosing uh, stuff from a Canon, you know what I mean? From the canon. Yeah. Be, it wouldn't be fun all the time. Yeah. Uh, wow. So read those, okay. those beautiful Pol- eights again. And then I want to hear some of the... Yeah, same yeah, with yeah. yours. Poltergeist, Suspiria, not the remake. The Thing, not the remake. Poltergeist, not the remake. <laughs> uh, the Vanishing, not the, not the remake. two other Vanishings. Uh, the Strangers, no remake. No remake. The hands, <laughs> sadly, no remake. Uh, the Conjuring. I guess in Empire Strikes Back, that's true. Luke gets a remake of a hand. Yeah, that's true. The Conjuring and Fade to Black. Hey, not the beautiful. Metallica song or album or whatever. Okay, wow. But so, James Hetfield will be a guest. Uh, uh, we're excited for that to happen, man. Um, the runner-up that I was talking about that I didn't choose, even though I really want to see yes. it. The fog, yes, yeah, and it's been so close on this podcast so many times, both as a commentary. It was on, I think, my short list for the first time we did this. 
you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. But we'll get to the fog because I've never seen it. I really want to see. I it. know the fog was on my list. Yeah. With and then these two other modernos. Yes. Yeah. What? Um. Uh. It follows. And sinister. That's heartbreaking. Now, if I to hear. vetoed one of yours, would you would choose one of oh, those? Oh yeah. Let's. Do you want to veto one of each other's? I don't mind if you veto one of mine. No, well, no, because what, what would be your, no, but you don't, your four are solid. So but, are yours. But yours are, I would argue, more tried, true, and tested and solid. Uh, uh, but are you feeling it follows? I'm feeling either it follows, and I've never seen Sinister either. Pick, have your I pick, baby. And that. then we swap it out for The Conjuring. I don't want to just take away. No, you chose the conjuring for, for a reason. The same applies, uh, for, uh, it follows on sinister. Those are like, well, let me, do you want me to read some of my shortlists? And if they're not schlock, they're like stuff that came out with good acting that people like, here's the idea. It's not that it's a veto. We read our shortlists and the other person gets to pick one from that shortlist. Oh, okay. I like this. And then we, so we uh, drop one or? Yeah, in place of another. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So first of all, just look at the length of my long list over here. That's great, that's great. Here's my short list. Uh, The Hand, Fade to Black, Prom Night, Seven, Videodrome, The Omen, Suspiria. Suspiria. Oh, I'm so bad at hearing uh, things out loud. Oh, so I'll go slow. No, 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 no. Prom Night, Seven. Sorry. (laughs) S-E-7-E-N. Videodrome, The Omen, Hereditary, The Innocence. Do you know that movie? Mm. It's from 61. Mm. Um, The Changeling with Mm. George C. Scott, not the other one. (laughs) Night of the Hunter, The Fog, and Twilight Zone. Good golly. What was that first four? There was one. Prom Night, Seven, Videodrome, and The Omen. I've never seen the omen, but I love seven and going that route with these movies is really fun to me. Like, a okay, do it. And then take away one of mine. I like this. I like it. Cause it adds an element of like the very danger that these movies are. Yes, about. No, no one's safe. So, is it a bummer if I pick seven? No, you. This is the whole point of okay, this. You okay. get to, you get to. So I'll swap that out for fade to black. Okay. Wait, what's the? Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, please. And can you? Do you have more on your short list? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Let me give you all mine. But I, I think I probably will choose from. No, and this was a great idea of doing the the swappy this yeah. way. Um, so the other ones were, yeah, the fog, it follows sinister. And then other ones on the short list was, um, I've never seen, uh, the others. Oh, I haven't either. Um, dual Bram Stoker's Dracula. Witchboard. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. 
I'm really this is this isn't making anything. Oh, easier. Twilight Zone is also on that list, okay. but you said it, so whatever. Uh, but this isn't making anything easier because now your short list is tough as tough to narrow down as mine is because I'm liking it follows Sinister and the Fog. Uh-huh. I want to choose one of those three. Yeah, and I can't decide whether to put it in place of The Conjuring or. I love Poltergeist, but I've just seen it. Yes, a lot. yes, yes. <sighs> Okay, let me just first choose what movie the fog sinister it follows. Okay, I'm I want to go sinister because I haven't Fuck seen it. Yes, man. Okay. And I think I'll get rid of Poltergeist just because I've seen it. Go for so, it. Go for it. Go sure? for it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my god! Great, 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 great. Okay. So the official eight. Sinister, Suspiria, two three-letter S-words, and then we'll just say the thing in the hand, two two-syllable does. That's great. Then the strangers in the vanishing. No, the stranger, the vanishing in the conjuring. Yes, two Jer- the Jarens. Yes, and then the strangers in seven. Well, two S's, yeah, that's but right. not as good as the S's as uh, uh, Suspiria and um, Sinister. Wow. Okay, I'll recap that again, just in, in no order. Sinister, Suspiria, The Thing, The Vanishing, The Strangers, The Hand, The Conjuring, and Seven. That's a great list. And could you do it like alphabetically now? Yeah. And using oh, the oh as... Oh my God. Huh? As T? Uh, as whatever you want. Because there's this is all S and T titles if you use the, but if not, Whoa. it goes alphabetical. It goes the Conjuring, the Hand. Um, sorry, seven. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. I don't know why I did this. It's insane. The, the Conjuring, the Hand, seven, sinister, the Strangers, Suspiria. The thing and the vanishing. <laughs> well done, Matt. <laughs> yeah, those are good. How do we want to do the order? Do you want to? What did we do last time? We, I think we did random. Uh, we just like oh, numbered them one yeah. through eight, and then did the pick, and then we had that crazy thing that we were choosing oh, yeah. every other. And then we did it. Didn't it also turn out to be half and half? <laughs> yeah, the second time. Yeah, first half was mine. Second half was yours. And that was for the grab bag and for Spring King fling. Yeah. Wow. Right. Sorry. Yes, yes, so yes. So we should just go random again and see how it shakes out. Yeah, you think so? Uh, we could sure. also have people vote. <gasps> the uh, order. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. They get to pick. You think that's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do think that's a good idea. Okay, it's also good. giving me more ideas. No. Yes. What? What's the more ideas? Never mind. Like M O H R, like a yeah. J Moore idea, or no M O O R that we should do all Roger Moore. Oh, sure. Horror movies, Moore movies. Ho- I think we should do a series called More and More, and it's J Moore and Roger Moore movies. And I think I they mean, probably did a few together. So but we I can't those. do another fifteen movie season. Okay, we'll end on this. It's Sinister, Suspiria, The Thing, The Vanishing, The Strangers, The Hand, The Conjuring, Seven. What a spooky bunch! And uh, I'll put up a vote. Um, 
I guess after this Friday when this comes out. Yeah. You get to vote on and then we said we'll be when did we say we're coming back? Uh the first May fifth, I think. Yeah, the first uh, Friday of uh May. May fifth. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Exciting. Well toodaloo. All right, bye everybody. Bye. For more Gorley and Rust content, head over to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust to get episodes ad-free and a whole week early. Plus, monthly mailbag episodes and feature-length watch-along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's patreon.com slash withgorleyandrust. Email us at withgorleyandrust at gmail.com, and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gorley and Rust theme song by me, Matt Gorley, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Candymans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.